This is Good Hope FM News. Cape Town Mayor Patricia DeLille, who originally blew the whistle on the 1999 arms deal, has welcomed today's Pretoria High Court judgment in the spy tapes matter. Judge Aubrey Ledwaba found that President Jacob Zuma should face 783 charges of arms deal-related fraud and corruption, relating which the NPA dropped in 2009. DeLille points out that her dossier and the arms deal that she had tabled in Parliament led to the convictions of Shabir Sheikh and Tony Yingeni, as well as these very charges being laid against the president. She says the judgment also vindicates the fact that the Serati Commission on the arms deal was nothing but an instrument used by the ANC to clear all the accused. The Serati report released last week found there was no evidence of wrongdoing in the arms deal. The ANC says it has noted the High Court ruling. ANC spokesperson Zizi Godwa says this does not mean the president has been found guilty of any offence. There are no charges against President Zuma at the moment. What the court has ordered is for the NPA to review its decision and therefore will respect the judiciary and its processes. We've always supported a maxim of our law that justice delayed is justice denied. But we're hoping that the National Prosecuting Authority, having regard in terms of this judgment, will take a correct and a right decision. Water and Sanitation Minister Nomvula Mokanyane says plans are underway to build desolation plants along large parts of South Africa's coastline to help ease water shortages. Desolation in the process whereby seawater is converted to drinkable water. Mokanyane unveiled a memorial for people in northern KwaZulu-Natal whose graves were washed away in the 60s when the Josini Dam was built. Mokanyane says the desolation plants are expected to be built along the coast of KwaZulu-Natal and the western and eastern Cape. However, she appealed to the public to continue their efforts to save water. The funeral service of former DAMP Denae Smits is underway at Christchurch in Kenilworth. The 68-year-old respected parliamentarian died last week of a heart attack. Smuts was one of the longest-serving female members of parliament. The former journalist was sworn in as an MP in 1989 and contributed to the writing of the Bill of Rights. A number of former colleagues have joined her family and friends in honouring her life. The family has appealed for privacy and requested the media not to attend the service. And finally, the United Nations aid chief has issued an appeal to world powers to revive a ceasefire in Syria and put an end to the massive human suffering that has left millions of people facing desolation, death and starvation. Stephen O'Brien has again called for access to get aid to people trapped by renewed and fierce fighting in Syria. This follows an airstrike on Syria's second biggest city this week. Sebastian Usher reports. An airstrike on a hospital in Aleppo two days ago galvanized international efforts to keep a two-month-old partial ceasefire alive. The UN described the situation in Aleppo as catastrophic. Its envoy for Syria pleaded with Russia and the US to act to save the cessation of hostilities. They'd pushed and prodded their allies to agree. Now a new term has been coined, a regime of silence. For Good Up FM News, I'm Sherlyn Barnes.